0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Barber Zone Blog Talk Radio show. Enter the Barber Zone. Your man, your host, Jameer's moment coming live right here from the Barber Zone Barber Studio, twenty-five hundred five Parsons Avenue, right here on the south side of Columbus, Ohio. Welcome everybody. Welcome to the show. Another Monday. Another beautiful day in Columbus, Ohio. Y'all, you know, we got a we we've got a a, a a real important show. Not that every show is important, but this one is one that touches you know touches our community, it touches everybody. So it's gonna be a real good one. Uh, we see have a few people on the line. Um, we're gonna call them experts. We're gonna call them experts. If you've been through the things that some of these individuals have been through. They're now experts, so we're going to hear from them, But thank you for stopping by the show. Another Monday. Y'all know we do it every Monday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here at Blog Talk Radio Show. It's blogtalkradio.com slash barbazone. If you're listening, you want to call in, tap into the topic tonight. We're talking about Christians overcoming cancer. Sister Mary Jenkins, uh, our organization. So that's what we're going to talk about this evening. We're going to talk about Christians overcoming cancer and see if we can get a few testimonials on here. And I mean, testimonies about individuals um, through God's grace and through God's hand have overcome cancer. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. So if you want to tap into that topic, 347 637 3850. Again, 347 637. 3850. Make sure you press 1 to let me know that you would like to tap into the topic of this evening. Um, before we get started, before we do anything else, y'all know how we start the show. Y'all know how we do it here at the Barbershop. Before we get started, we got to get them shout outs, man. We got to get them shout outs to the man upstairs. You know, a lot of people call them prayers. I call them shout outs. So. Take the time and say, thank you, Father, for another day, another opportunity. Father, I just thank you for allowing me to use this show, to be a way to reach your people and for your people to be able to share their testimony, your goodness, your grace, your mercy, how you've taken them through the rough times, through the good times, and they're still here to praise you and let everybody know about your goodness. So, Father, let this show be used to encourage, educate, and inform individuals out here. That we know that this is something that is very near and dear to a lot of our hearts and that affects your people every day. So, as we walk on, Father, let us know that your blessings are what sustain us through these days. And in our time of trouble, that all we got to do is turn to you and say, Father, I need your help. So, Father, I thank you for everything you're doing in my life, you're doing in the barbersome. Let this show be be a a positive vehicle. Anything that's said on this show, let it be used for the uplifting of your kingdom. That the people, that it comes on their ears, that it may be better. That it may ease the pain that they have a little bit. So as we go on, we say thank you. In your son Jesus' name, amen. All right, y'all. Let's go on to the show a little bit. First of all, you know, we got to talk about the Barber Zone. Make sure you check out the official website, BarberZone.org. Keep you updated on the event, you know, the classes, where the Barber Zone is going to be. Um, we've got links on there to um, Barber information, other Barber um, links, websites, YouTube pages, um, community agencies. Check it out, BarberZone.org. Also, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Um, hit us up on LinkedIn. We're on all the social media things. Uh, we're gonna start doing a show here on, on, through Skype or, um, it's called Justin TV. We might do that. You can check out the Barbara's website. It'll be up in, in a couple weeks. So, uh, be sure to check that out. Um, y'all, the no alcohol movement. It's on. It's, it's, it's going. No more alcohol in the shop. You need the barbers on cool touch. No alcohol. No alcohol. Foaming antiseptic aftershave. No more burning the eggs up. No more. That's no more. It's all about preventing here, y'all. It's FDA approved, kills MRSA, all the other bacteria that we have going on in the shop. You can you can sanitize the tools. Use it as a as, as a first aid uh, agent. Check it out. Cool touch. It's on the Barber's own page. Check it out. Click it. Click it. Got a little video there, a little information for you. Get it in your shop. No alcohol movement. No more alcohol. No more sea breeze. Excuse me. No more witch hazel. None of that. Let's start with prevention. Start with prevention. We won't end up with razor puffs or all that other stuff we got going on in the shop. So uh, Barber's on Cool Touch. Check it out. Yeah, we got a few things going on. We got a few um hair shows that we got coming up. Um I put them on the website, but we'll be in Iowa, we'll be in Dallas, we'll be back in and we'll be back in North Carolina. Um working out some working on doing South Carolina also, Florida, Alabama. Check the barber's uh 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 website out. So I will let you know where we're going to be. Um Barbara Zone educational clipper class to start uh here in Columbus, Ohio in June. So make sure you stay updated on that. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook. But all right, y'all, we're about to get get in here to the topic of the show. Christian overcoming cancer. That's the um that's one that's that that's really near and dear to my heart. i uh my grandfather actually passed away of uh prostate. Controlling cancer. So uh, he actually had it for, he actually had it for over 35 years. And he died when I was like 33. So the whole time I knew it, he had it. But I didn't even find out he had it. He was that strong of individual until after he passed. So this is what we're about to talk about. is something, you know, that uh, kind of near and dear to my heart. So we've got the sister Mary Jenkins on the line. We're going to bring her on her good word about her organization, Christians Overcoming Cancer. Mary, welcome to the Barber Zone this evening. How you doing?
0: I am doing fantastic. How are you doing?
1: Oh, I'm doing great. I am doing great. Praise, right, God. Mary. Praise God.
0: Praise
1: God. Y'all, me and Mary worked together some years ago. I mean, uh, when I when I met her again, I, I saw her at the Barber's International here in Columbus. Uh, which she wasn't supposed to be attending, she was actually at another event and got pulled into our barbie event. Right. <laughs> but we used to work at an organization called Teach. The yeah, enrichment did. the enrichment agency and community Hilly. And one of the worst projects here in Columbus, Ohio. But we were we were still we were still in the community, man, trying to make a difference. You know, actually, we actually we were making a difference. We were getting people jobs and 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 housing and all of that good stuff. But you see how God works? He's brought us all the way back around full circles, and we've got our own individual entities, and we're hooking back up again. So, Mary, it's good to see you in the in the in the capacity that I'm seeing you in. You know, sometimes we see individuals we haven't seen in a long time, and um let's be political. They're not in the they're not in the way that we would expect them to be. Their standards have, uh, have messed of a little bit, but I see God has been blessing you all the way. So let's hear about this organization.
0: Well let me say I want when you said that and I realized that we had been together that long, it's like we were together but we wasn't really together and just coming yeah. back together, is like, man, it don't even seem like it's been, like, 10 years. You know, yeah, that but was, you're, you're hey, right. Yeah, <laughs> that was, that was, hey, actually, that was, like, I
1: wasn't even in barber school. I, I went to barber school in 90, I started barber school in 98, so that was, like, maybe, like,
0: 96 or something. 96 yeah. and
1: 97, yep. So it been longer than
0: 10 years, so, yeah.
1: Yeah. Because I, I was put,
0: I was just getting into the, the actually helping the community step, you know I, I had God had humbled me in so many areas to where you know I had to go through that time when I was in the homeless shelter, you know I had to lose a uh-huh. lot of things, but in it all, you know I just didn't realize that God was birthing a time for me to where my whole entire life would be about service to other people. Oh
1: yeah, hey, but that's how it worked. That that's why we say. In his time and not our time. That is true. We gotta
0: be careful what we ask for.
1: <laughs> I tell and, uh, people all the
0: time You know, I remember I was I was in ministry school and I was learning about the people they call God's generals, you know, the people that had crazy ridiculous faith about who God is and the power that, that comes from the anointing. And I had did this study on Smith Wigglesworth. And, you know, I was like, man, I want to have faith like that. (laughs) I had no idea what it would take to get that kind of crazy, radical kind of faith like that. And, you know, it's only by the grace of God that today I can stand boldly and say, yes, I have unusual faith. I can see things that others may not be able to see in the midst of the storm, but it's not be anything because of me, but everything because of who God is in my life. And he saw sure. that I had this burning desire, and so he allowed me to go through a storm that many go through and don't even realize the magnitude of the storm that they're in. And it's like, right. wow, wow. You know, awesome. when I get to talk to people and say, you know, God loved you so much that back in 2006 he let me get diagnosed with cancer so I could let you know that he's a healer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. okay, I'm sorry, because I, I, I get excited when I think about all that he's done for me, you know.
1: Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on one thing, hold on one thing. Why are you going to say sorry because you're giving glory to how good God is been in you? Don't, man, don't uh, let, me let me. Let me tell you. Girl. I say I'm, girl, no, no, the, no. This is the barbersome. This is how we do it. This is the barbersome. Girl, you better praise God in any way you want to. Okay,
0: because <laughs> see, I can have church by myself. And so when I say sorry, it's not saying sorry for what I'm doing. It's I'm sorry if you ain't came along with me yet.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> there, there it is. <laughs>
0: So, you'll understand my passion. to, like I said, if somebody had have told me 10 years ago that I would be doing what I'm doing today, if someone had have told me six years ago, I would be doing what I'm doing today. When I look right. and see what I'm doing today, I still say, God, you love me that much that you are with this radical message that's changing people's mindsets. That's helping people truly live out Revelation 12:13, or I'm sorry, Revelation 12:11, that we are overcoming the enemy, and in my case it's cancer by the blood of the lamb which we have and the word of our testimony. Oh my goodness, when people find out that really, you know, we have been given an assignment, especially believers that have been diagnosed with cancer, We get to stand strong and say, you know, I'm seeing the salvation of the Lord because the word says this and the word says that. And because that, we get to be God's mouthpiece in the earth. The body of Christ don't realize the awesome assignment that some of us have been given. And people are talking about cancer like that. They're talking about, oh, you know, you got to get your final affairs in order. And, oh, I'm sorry, you've been diagnosed with cancer. And oh, I'm sorry. And oh, I can't believe. And oh, I've lost this. And oh, I've lost the other. But those of us that get the charge of actually fighting the disease, we get to, you know, slap cancer in the face and say, "How you like me now?" Let me tell you about the God I serve <laughs> that sits up high and looks down low. That they knew that this day would come before I was even in my mother's womb. And that he empowered me to be able to speak life into others. Not everybody has that assignment. And people in the body okay. of Christ don't even realize that that's part of their assignment. And who, that's, this,
1: that's you're you know, little, little girl from, faith from Columbus, faith Ohio. Faith
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, look, like I got my, I'm sweating. Glory.
2: <laughs>
0: because I'm, I true, I consider it an absolute honor and an absolute privilege. You know, we hear the scriptures, you know, the the preachers preach that many are called but few are chosen. I'm crazy enough to believe that I was one of the ones that God chose to allow to be diagnosed with stage 3, almost stage 4 breast cancer, for the doctors to say that chances are you may not survive five years. I believe that the Lord allowed that to happen. That was my Job experience. But mm. if the enemy had known, if the enemy had known what was going to happen as a result of me getting diagnosed,
1: he probably mm. wouldn't have had me get diagnosed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he
1: knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. Hey, 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 Mary, I know you're on fire. Why are you on fire? Let us know about the organization and the whole purpose of Christians Overcoming Cancer and, you know, okay. how if anybody wants to get involved, they, they, they can get involved.
0: I will definitely do that. Christians Overcoming Cancer is the result of my personal experience in battling cancer. And I have to share what that little bit so that you can understand the heartbeat of the organization. In 2006, I was diagnosed with stage 3, almost stage 4, breast cancer. Had to go through chemotherapy, surgery, and everything. And a month after starting chemo, I got put on unpaid medical leave. And so I realized that I was going to need some help paying my bills the next month. And so I contacted the Susan G. Komen Foundation, And asked for help to pay my bills and learned that they don't provide assistance to help people pay bills, but they fund research. From there, I was referred to the American Cancer Society and found that they also don't help people pay their bills, but fund research. And so as I searched all over, trying to find help, no one could offer the assistance that I needed. And so I went to my church. And fortunately, my pastor said, you know, I was a good member, a faithful, I was a tither, and I believed in the vision. And as a result, the ministry agreed to pay my bills, which was an absolute blessing for me. But at the same time, I thought, well, who's helping everybody else? And so I took it upon myself to try to find somebody who could advocate on behalf of people. And I started telling people about these other cancer organizations and how the money was not used to help people, but that it, you know, helped find a cure which we need. But the people need help too, and so people started giving me money, and saying, well, if I give it to you, can you make sure it gets to the right person? And I said yes, I could, because my bills were being paid by my church, so I can get, I can receive the money and give it to the right person. Little did I know that was going to be the heartbeat of the organization because while all that was going on, the doctors t- came back and said that because the cancer was growing so fast that I probably was not going to survive five years, which made me eligible for Social Security benefits. And when I received my disability back pay, I took the money and set the organization up as a 501c3 with the full mission of providing emotional support to people in active treatment and providing financial assistance to those that need it. And so as an organization, we started out just working with breast cancer patients because that's all I knew. And then four months after starting, we got a referral of a woman who had cervical cancer. And I just couldn't say to her she had the wrong type of cancer to get help. So we expanded our mission to include all cancers. And then we started getting calls from people in other states, Georgia, New York, Maryland, Texas, California, Alabama, just all over of people needing, crying out, saying, can you please help me? I've gone to all these other places, but can you guys help? And, you know, we were like, still out the application, <laughs> and we will do our best to be able to help you. So over the past five and a half, well, now almost five years, we have helped people in 38 states and four countries. We found out in 2009 that we are actually the only organization who's focused on helping people pay their bills while they're in treatment. And so to get involved, it's a matter of really helping us to bring awareness about the organization, helping us raise money. Because when you think of it, take a person who one household income and the income earner can't go to work because they're taking time off for chemo or surgery or recovery or radiation or regular doctor's appointments. They can't go to work. And that means that their paycheck is not going to be what it used to be but their bills still have to be paid. And so while all these other cancer organizations are out there raising millions to help fund research, they are forgetting about the people that are battling today. And those are the people that I care about, the ones battling today.
1: And that's kind of, I mean, I know we talked before, but that's that's kind of amazing All the efforts that you see going on, um, you know, with the different organizations. And to, to think that all of this money just goes for research, not for helping individuals as, as they go, as they battle cancer. Not go through it, but as, as they battle cancer. You know, you don't really think about that you guys aren't able to work. You're, you aren't able to, uh, you know, provide for your family like you used to. And now you have extra bills, extra financial weight on you because of your your, your chemo and your surgery and everything else. So, man, to God be the glory for, for, like you say, for it happening to you. So you can start this mission. And I'm looking mm-hmm. at your website right now. So, y'all, check out ChristiansOvercomingCancer.com. You want to help out this effort? Go to christiansovercomingcancer.com dot com, and also uh, you'll also find a link for um, for your website Mary on, on barbazone dot org. Um, you know, after after we get off the show. So if anybody uh-huh. you want to you want to help out you want to help out this this sister and this organization and the millions of people that are around the country that are that are that are battling cancer. Not just like she said, breast cancer, but cancer period. Uh, I know you've you heard uh, you've heard us talk about um colon and rectal cancer. You know, we actually did a event for that. So um we're gonna have to do we gonna have to do an event for Mary with the barbershop with you with the Christians overcoming cancer. Maybe we can do something here at the at the shop one Saturday where where you know, we just we just sit here and, and we talk about what's going on, we get the media out here and, and we get some donations to the organization. So let's uh let's work that one out. That would be
0: wonderful. Well you know, when we went down to um the Bronner event this past August <laughs> um or no, I'm sorry, this past February. Um yeah, we were yeah, down yeah. there with uh, with uh, Curtis Smith with the creator of Exotics and the team going down there Just seeing so many people, we introduced a new campaign called the Hands of Hope because we said, you know, how could we tie together what we do and the the beauty and hair industry? And so we said, you know, when it comes to a person that has been diagnosed with cancer, one of the main things that really affects women is the fact that if you do chemotherapy, you, you end up losing your hair. And so a lot of times the women will go and they'll get their hair cut from their stylists, you know, rather than have it fall out. And so we said, why not ask the barbers all across the country if they would commit to donating $5 once a month and then ask them to ask their tell to join in, you know, and just have a movement of, Barbers and stylists, and you know the the eyebrow specialists and the you know makeup cosmetologists. but well, I don't know, I don't know all the language, but everybody <laughs> and have them committed. I mean, because you think about it, in Columbus, Ohio, um, last year for the race for the cure, which was you know for breast cancer, they had over fifty thousand people in downtown Columbus that paid thirty dollars a piece. To help fund breast cancer research. Imagine if we could say we just had ten thousand people committed to donating five dollars once a month. That'd be fifty thousand dollars that we could use to help wow. people
1: on a monthly hey, basis. You, you got my, you got you, you got my, you got my wheels over here turning. Um, let's do that. Let's do that. Um, let's do it sooner than later. Let's do it like on uh in May. Let's, let's see what the calendar looks like in May. We can do it here at the shop. And we can start the we, we can start the movement right here at the shop and 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 we'll do it on 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 the Skype or on the live video, on the live webcast and we can and, you know we can blast it on Facebook and everything and we can start the movement and we can just do it live from here and see how many barbers or stylists or salons or whoever We can start to move it, and we can take donations that day. We can do it here at the shop, and then we can send the people to the website. Um, Let's do it. (laughs) Let's organize that. We can do it right here at the shop. Let's
0: do it. I mean, mean, it's like when you really, really see the magnitude of of what can happen, because when you think about it, you take a person, say you take a, a parent whose child is battling cancer. They have to decide whether being with their child at the hospital or going to work to pay bills. That's to me, that's that's heart wrenching. But imagine that 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 parent being able to say, "Well, you know what? For these four months, I'm going to need help with these bills," and they contact all the other cancer organizations and they get turned away, and then they come to Christians Overcoming Cancer, and we say. Fill out the form and let us know what it is you need. We'll raise the money to help you, and we'll send it to your creditors because we don't give people money. We actually put it toward the bill. And imagine being able to minister to that person. And they look back and they say, wow, you know, because we'll tell them, you know, it's not by any chance that you're here.
1: Mm -hmm. I knew what
0: he was doing. He allowed mm. all this happen so that we can let you know that he loves you unconditionally. You know, so there it's going to make it so much easier for us to minister to people as well. People can go to their churches. And, you know, we have relationships with churches across the country where when somebody contacts the church and says, I'm in treatment and I need financial assistance, you know, should the church not be able to meet that need, the church can contact us directly. So it helps to strengthen the body of Christ as a whole.
1: Now you over here got my. You got, I'm over here quiet. I'm not usually quiet on the show, but you got my. You got my wheels over here spinning on ways on, on, on ways we can move. We can make this. We can make this if, movement happen.
0: Imagine taking one day, every barber shop across the country, on the same wow. day, and it just be a big wow. movement. You know, man, maybe it's once a year we do it or once a quarter it's done. Imagine the imagine the statement that every barber shop that participates can say that we are not just fun, helping fund research. We actually are Barbara, helping the people just, in hey, treatment.
1: Just, 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 Mary may hey, Mary get the pen out. If 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 since you're working with Christians overcoming cancer we gotta. We can either do barbers overcoming cancer or barbers cutting for cancer.
0: How about hairstyles for
1: hope? Hairstyles for hope is, is that the name of it? That's we can the name call it. it that. That's the name it? Hairstyles for hope is there? Uh, yeah, let's check. It. Let's check and make sure if the name not there like that already. You know, let's do our due diligence on the on the uh, the copyrights and the trademarks and all that good stuff, but. Absolutely. We'll with a name and, hey, whatever we're going to do, let's, let's do it and, and, and let's do it sooner than later and see how uh, and see if we can get this movement started, like ASAP. I am ASAP. in agreement. So, y'all, we got the we got the Sister Mary Jenkins on here on the Barber Zone. Y'all hear it? We're talking about what's going on. Christians Overcoming Cancer. That's an organization how this cash thing is affecting our community, affecting God's kingdom. You know, we need to do something about it. You know, we got we got a lot of people out here who, 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 like Sister Mary, were in a position that they never, ever, ever thought they'd find themselves in, that none of us ever imagined ourselves being in. But when you're in that situation and you're sitting at home, in pain, not knowing how you're going to get your medicine, how you're going to pay for your surgery, how you're going to take care of your chemotherapy, how you're going to treat your kids, and then you see all these commercials about you know the different organizations. We're not going to point anybody out, but because um, we don't we don't we don't want to downplay their their wonderful efforts at any any way. But we have a specific need in our community. A specific need. And first of all, as Christians, that is our mission: to take care of God's children, to take care of God's sick, to take care of God's afflicted. So that's our first mission. So as we go along, y'all, let's let's, let's think about let's let's think about a little more about what people go through. Once they once they get this horrible thing called cancer, you know I, I've got a client y'all you heard me talk about him before. I've got a client who has lung cancer, lung and throat cancer. When I first met him, and and, and we laugh about it because I didn't know any other way to describe what kind of you know his hairstyle, but he had a he had a little Burt Reynolds Tom Selleck type type old school hairstyle, and when he first came in. He sat in the chair and said, cut it all off. But he said it, and, you know, he, all, you know, he couldn't only talk, cut it all off. I'm like, excuse me? He said, yeah, cut it all off. I'm like, all it is? I said, man, what's going on? And he reached on the side of his head and pulled out a patch of hair. I reached on the other side because out of amazement, I touched it, and it was like baby fine, and I pulled out a clump of hair. And he began to tell me his story. Y'all, that was like, they, he, he he said he had about six months. They told him he had about six months to live. That was like a little less than a year and a half ago. So, praise God for whatever he went through. That man is still here. He's getting his voice back. And, and I believe he, he, he's on his donor list to, to, to get a... Uh, to get a new law, so just like you know Sister Mary here, I don't know what that brother has gone through financially and how that has and how that is affected his family, but I let him know Mary about your organization and he was just like overjoyed, like wow. So we don't we don't we gonna make this happen, man. We going to make this happen. Yeah. From from teach to the barbershop.
0: Yep. Like I said, I had no idea, you know, what what the direction that God was going to take me in the day that, you know, I met Chris Burke. You know, I met Chris Burke through a Facebook, and then he recognized me (laughs) at a meeting. And then (laughs) the next thing you know, I'm there with with you and Curtis, And then, you know, just a year later, we connected for life.
1: (laughs) Wow. Wow. Hey, man, <laughs> you see how it worked out, man? That was crazy, like, wow. Like, what, yeah, hey, I will never that forget again.
0: that day, because, I mean, Chris came from out of nowhere, and, and he walked past me, and he stopped, and he was like, Mary Jenkins? And I'm looking at him like, um, yes, <laughs> and he says, Chris Burke from Facebook, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I had never had that happen before, <laughs> but, you know, but look at God. You know, he knew what he was doing, and he knew that when the time would be right for us to come exactly. together to be able to do something wow. major that would not just impact, you know, the the barber world or even just Christians overcoming cancer, but the, have be in position to help the 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 country, the world. He knew, you know, because in our case, a person doesn't have to be a Christian to get our services. And we've had people oh, no. that con- contacted us that, you know, they, other religions, and they tell us, well, we know you probably, you guys probably won't help us because I'm not of your faith. And we're like, we didn't. We didn't tell you you need to be a Christian to get help. Cancer don't know what religion you are. So why yeah, should we care? That's
1: just the, name of the Exactly. I, I tell I, myself. And, and, Mary, actually, I just had somebody ask me on Facebook, you look at my Facebook page. Somebody said, "Is this strictly for is this is this strictly for Christian? I said, "No, all are welcome." I told them, doing the show, so we gonna see if we are gonna get them. We gonna see if they join the show." That's that's okay. that's why you just said that because somebody just just did that. So, um, man, hold on. We got we we got somebody calling into the show, man, and we gonna um. <laughs> We got somebody calling into the show, Mary. I think I, I I I think you might know a little bit. I, I think you might know this person. Let's see here. Welcome to the Barber's Zone, good brother Curtis Smith. Welcome to the Barber's Zone this evening, my brother.
2: Hey, what's going on, Chavez? How you doing, Mary?
1: <laughs> hey,
2: Curtis. I'm doing good. What's up? I, you know, I had to chime in on this one.
1: Uh, oh, yeah. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You like, it, it, one, man, huh? you, you like that one very hard. You like that one. Yeah. I, hey, Curtis. Hey yeah. brother. I I I I know you've been I know you're busy moving to shake and do your thing, man. So I wanna thank you for taking the time out to join to, to the show, man. I I know this is uh the, the cause that's near and dear to your heart, man, so that's why I hit you up and I had to have you on the show. So um, oh, Okay. Man Yeah. So the, <laughs> hey, we were just talking about the, the 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 movement that jumped off at the barber roundtable. All uh-huh. right, so 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 what what we working on doing, man? We working on doing one day a month. We don't know what we gonna call it, For all the barbers in the barber shop get five hours. Mm-hmm. Okay. Towards the to, to, towards the whole movement. So we gonna we gonna have to work a little closer with Mary to get all the details out there because we gonna start that. All the barbers, we gonna get them to donate five dollars once a month, so we can we can start help we can start helping people, man. As y'all as, as you go through this cancer thing, man. I mean, I can't I can't say I know because I haven't been through it, but I seen my grandfather go through it, so you know. Yeah, and,
2: uh, and I and, and I definitely know because I've been through it, you know. So so you know, I, I was I was I was right there near the end of my road, you know. And, you know, luckily for me at the time when I, you know, when I was going through it, which was 07, you know, my my wife, you know, she has really good health care. So I was able to, you know, see the right people and do the right things. But even with that in place, you know, had my job, had you know, had I not been busy right before that happened and making decent money right before that happened, I wouldn't have been able to take care of myself while I was laid up.
1: You, you know, hey, so, hey, hey Curtis, for, for 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 those that weren't at the those like myself, you know, I hate to talk about it. But those like myself that weren't at the bar roundtable, we're know uh-huh. a little bit about the story. If you would let let, let a few let, let some individuals know about you know what type of cancer you had and 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 what you had to go through and and how you've come through.
2: So, oh, okay, you know,
1: well, you? well, I I had just got off tour actually with Diddy, and
2: um, we just finished filming the movie, and everything was rolling great, man. Life was great. You know, everything was busy. We were doing things, traveling. And then I came home to the doctor, and the doctor diagnosed me with stage 2 out of 3 cancer. So I was right there next to the last stage, um, bladder cancer. So basically, in my case, it was pretty, pretty bizarre because 80% of my bladder was consumed by tumors. You know I had three golf ball size tumors in my bladder, so my doctor was looking at me like, "I don't even understand how this how you still walking around. He's like,, wow. the way this looks right now, you shouldn't even be walking around right now. You should be done with so <clears throat> so you know, by the grace of God, I caught it right on time. You know, I had some really bad symptoms, you know, urinating blood, and just oh man, it gets worse than that, but you know yeah. you know when you see signs like that, you gotta go get checked out. And, you know, me thinking that, I'm, you know, I'm only 35 years old, you know, it's not going to happen to me, it did. And, um you know, I had to go through aggressive chemotherapy, I had to change my diet all the way around, eating a bunch of green stuff and juicing and staying away from meat and anything that has starch in it, like you know, sugar in it or anything like that, you know, just kind of, you know, staying away from the things that make cancer grows and, and going to other things that fight it. You know, a lot of blueberries and pomegranate juice and all that type of stuff. It's a bunch, of list of stuff that I had to, um, you know, that I had share, to take. Hey, hey, share, hey, That's why, that's why we on the
1: farmer's zone, man. Share what you got to share, man. If, if you want, if, all right. Okay. The more, go the more stuff, you stuff for you. People, though, The more you help, know, Co- man.
2: All right, chlorophyll. All right, let me just give y'all some quick stuff to jot down if you happen to be listening. Um, chlorophyll. Um, cl- concentration minerals, spirulina, chlorella, wheatgrass. All that stuff is green stuff. That's all alkaline in your blood. You know, your blood has to be alkaline if you're going to fight cancer. You can't fight it with acidic blood. It just doesn't work.
1: Um,
2: um, I had to to juice carrots, celery, beets. This is daily. You know, wake up to it and go to sleep to it. Um, You know, stay away from bread. Stay away from rice, especially white rice. Um, you know, stay away from definitely red meat. No red meat at all in your diet. You know, the beef out the window. I haven't eaten beef in I don't know how long. You know, I do it once every once in a while just to feel like I'm not losing out, but I stay away from it. Um, you know, um, you know, chicken, fish, you know, if you're gonna eat meat, not too much of it, you know. Definitely more vegetables than anything. You know, um, you know, smoothies with blueberries and pineapple and strawberries, these things help fight cancer. Um, you know, with, with pomegranate juice with no artificial juices, no juices, unless it's all natural, un you know, with no sugar in it, no anything. Um, wow, it's just so much. Um mit- mushroom, um, I had this stuff called Mat-6, which is like a, a bunch of different right. herbs. I, um, I can't That's remember the name of the herbs in this neighbor right now off the top of my head. Um Vital U, which is a cell um cell um function normalizer. Um, let me think, this is more, there's plenty more, Um, noni juice, mango steam juice, I mean, my diet was expensive, man, I mean, really I spent about two, three hundred dollars a week just on stuff to use, you know, just for my diet. Um, You know, so so, so where are
1: you at? So where are you at right now? So, so, so where are you at now? I mean,
2: you know, I, I I go back to the doctor every six months and, you know, they usually find new tumors but they're so small that they don't, Really affect me, you know. Like it's hey, set the right thing where it can't do anything to me. But you know, the good thing about it is every six months when I go, is they find less and less. So I'm feeling like it's working its way out of my right system. Job, but you know, man. I, I yeah, you know, I still live one day at a time, man. You know, I, I didn't heard the stories. You know, you know, the stuff does come back. You know, and you know, who knows? I just, you know, you never know where it might pop up next. You know, hopefully not. But I'm just saying, you know. You just gotta take it one day at a time and just you know live each day out, man. Because you don't never know. I I didn't know, you know, and I didn't never could have thought in a million years, you know. When I go to get my checkups, I'm like the only person in there under fifty. You know what I mean? Everybody in there is older than that, and you know, and I'm the only black person, pretty much. Everybody else is white, and the only reason why is because they say bladder cancer is a, is a disease that affects white men, older white men. Like they say, young black men don't get this disease, so. For me to get it, it was, wow. like, really out of the norm, you know? Um, so, you know, I'm just saying, you know, you know, you got three-year-old babies with cancer, you know, so anybody can get it. And, you know, it comes from stress, too. I don't think that stress don't, you know, don't get you sick. Stress will get If you have a cancer cell that's trying to develop and you get all stressed out and your immune system gets weak from the stress, that cancer could can grow. So, you know, just, just, just the way you rationalize things, just the way you look at things, you know, you can look at it like... You know, I'm locked in a closet. Or you can look at it like I've got some alone time. You know what I mean? It's all how you rationalize. So, you know, you have to you have to make things, you know, you have to look at things with a more positive, upbeat look than you do normally in order for, you know, for your body to not release those chemicals that that create, you know, acids that turn into cancer. Okay. You know? Hey, so, so you
1: Y'all it right here on the barbecue zone, man. Y'all hearing, y- 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 y'all hearing y'all Mary Jenkins, and y'all hearing the brother Curtis right here on the barbecue
0: zone. hey man. Curtis, yeah. you know uh, this is, this this amazing. While I was in Atlanta with you, I had the opportunity to meet um, James Bronner, one of the Bronner brothers, yeah. who shared with me that one of his other brothers, Nathaniel Bronner, yeah. actually wrote a book. It's an e-book, so it's an online book. It's right. called the Forty Nine Day Cancer Cure, mm. and the we- okay. website to get to this ebook is www.the, dot t h e the number four number nine
2: mm-hmm.
0: the word day d a y then cancer dot com.
2: Okay,
0: and it's he, and it's about. Putting your
2: body in
0: a position
2: nutritionally to, to battle the disease. Yeah, because it, it, it will. Your body will put you this way. The um the stuff that I went, the stuff that I took when I went to my doctor, my you know traditional medicine doctor, you know who who is very good, you know oncologist, and um she you know she basically recommended that I don't take any of these things that I told her I wanted to take that um the dietitian told me to take, you know who's a uh, herbal doctor And um, you know mm-hmm. he told me look take this that and so forth And actually um, P. Diddy's mom's Close friend and he heals a lot Of um, celebrities that have Different diseases and so forth And um, at the time when she recommended him To me you know it was going to be a little pricey, you know because he's not cheap So it was going to be a little pricey and at the time I just didn't have the money because I had to look forward to all these Other bills that were coming up so I said You know if you can just recommend to me what I Need to do on my own and being that I was like family, he said, Okay, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you basically a regimen. So he gave me the regimen. When I brought it to my doctor, he, hold on. You gotta keep moving the shaking okay. Move and shake, move the
1: shaking. <laughs> yeah,
2: hello? Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go
2: ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So when I brought it to my doctor, my doctor said, Oh no, you can't take any of this stuff. This is gonna interfere with your chemotherapy. <laughs> I I said, all right, well, you know, this guy, you know, he's very good. He knows his stuff. He said, listen, this stuff is going to interfere with the chemotherapy drugs. I said, now, I know a lot of people die under their care, (laughs) you know, so I'm like, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and listen to what this guy's telling me. Um, I listened to him, and I took all of the things that she told me not to take, not just some of them, but I took all of them. And when I went back two months later to get an X-ray, the doctor's standing there scratching the head, and I'm like, what's going on? She said, I, I don't know what's going on, but the tumor just disappeared in thin air. Where did they go? I'm saying, well, you tell me, because you're an oncologist. You're supposed to know the stuff. She like, said, I've never doctor. seen this. She said, I've never seen anything like this before. She said, they're just gone. They just disappeared. I don't know where they went. So i just say that to say that, you know. i you mean, know, God, bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, yeah. yeah. Those, those, those things I was taking, were definitely a big part of the help, you know. And then not only that, but, you know, Creflo Dollar, you know, I have a couple of Creflo Dollar tapes that I listen to that are really good about healing and, you know, like they really sunk into my brain. And then what I would do is I would listen to them every night when I fall asleep. So I would fall asleep mm-hmm. listening to these tapes and it, it would be ingrained into my brain like, I'm okay, nothing's going to go wrong, I'm fine, God got me, you know, and so uh, forth. And I, I really believed it, you know what I mean? Like I woke up believing it so much that I just didn't even worry about it anymore. You know, well, I, like I'd give up. I was doing all the things I could do, so there was no need to worry anymore because even if that's I called, worried,
1: go let God That's what that's called. That's called letting go and letting God. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. So, you know, like, you know, worrying is not going to fix it any. It's just going to make it worse. And I understand that worrying creates alkaline, I mean, um, acid. So doing that, I said, okay, so then worrying is not going to help. So I'm just going to leave the worrying part out and just really just focus on the stuff I got to do to get better. You know, right. And I and I paired that up with exercise. You know, not too hard. You know, I just got some in every day, and you know, and just you know, just waited it out. And it was you know, maybe about a four month process. You know, the chemotherapy at the end kind of messed me up a little bit to the point where I was hospitalized two times for like a week each time, and you know, they couldn't understand what was going on. They couldn't. I mean, they ran every test in the book and they couldn't figure out what was going on. But I was going through it, man. Like I literally like, laid there and actually said to myself, like, this might be my my last night, you know, laid up in the hospital up in Sloan Kettering, and they couldn't tell me anything, and I couldn't tell myself anything. I, I, was so, I was so out of it, man, that I would close my eyes. And you know how back in the days when your TV would just go on that Fuzz channel? Uh-huh. You know, that channel? Yeah. I'm not even joking. I would close my eyes, and that's what I would see. So, you know, when you see wow. that, when you close your eyes, it's like, okay, I'm on my way out. It's, like, I couldn't control my body at all. Like, I I couldn't stop shaking and shivering. I was cold one minute, then I was sweating, dripping the next minute. I mean, like, I mean, my family would walk in there, and the look they would give me would just be like, oh, my God, he's not going to make it. Like, you know what I'm saying? And and, and this was at the end. And, and I had to actually, you know, self-medicate to, to, to get out of that situation, meaning, like, my body told me what I needed. And the doctors wouldn't give me what I needed, so I told them, you know, I don't want any more of your drugs. If you put any of that stuff in me, I'm going to pull it out of my arm. I'm not taking it. I don't want to go outside. I want to sit in the sun because my body kept telling me I needed sunlight.
1: Every
2: time I looked out the window, I would see people outside in the sun, and the only thing that would go through my mind is, yo, you have to get out there. You have to get out there. Laying in this bed, you're going to die. So I told you know, I, I took extra medicine, Extra Tylenol just to keep my temperature down because my temperature kept going over 100 and they couldn't figure out why. Why was my temperature so high? Because they said it had an infection, but they couldn't find out what the infection was. So I had to literally take extra Tylenol when they weren't looking just to keep my temperature down, just so they could release me from the hospital. So when they finally released me from the hospital, that's the day I started getting better because from, from the time I entered the hospital for a routine um, surgery type thing and you know, I was supposed to leave. I never left. They never released me because I just got worse and worse and worse and worse. And I felt I felt my life kind of slipping out of my hands and it was the drugs they were giving me and the fact that I didn't have any sun. I'm telling you, I know that for a fact. And um, I went home and all I did was just, you know, I have a deck in the back of my house and I just sat out in a deck, you know, it was summertime at the time. And it was like June, you know, so it was really hot. And I just sat on that deck, man, and I could actually feel the sun healing me. Like, I know it sounds weird, but it's the truth. I felt the sun healing me, like like, you know, the shaking stopped, like, after a day, no more shivering, no more cold sweats, none of that stuff. Like, I was just slowly going back into right. myself, and then, you know, I was just done. It was over.
1: You know, right. Right, back to normal. God,
2: bro. Yeah, man. Great job. Real, real. I mean, yeah. that you know, that chemotherapy, man, it'll really break you down. It'll really break you down. Like, you know, those chemicals they put in your body kill everything it touches. You know, and then, <laughs> what happens, the way chemotherapy works is, you have, just, just just imagine this, you have a, a room full of balloons with 500 balloons, but inside that 500, that room full of 500 balloons, there's 20 balloons that are bad, and you have to get those 20 balloons out, right? So what they'll do is, they'll throw 400 darts, and hope that in those 400 darts, they kill all 20 of those bad balloons, because if they don't kill all 20 of those bad balloons, it's still gross. So that's that's how chemo works. That's the, that's the thought process behind chemo. We're gonna kill everything, and we're gonna kill everything we could, you know, everything you know that we could touch. Hopefully, that we kill the stuff that you need to kill, and you still have enough stuff that you need to live left. You understand what I'm saying? Right. That's exactly right. what they do. So so you so you're basically taking a chance. So like they can give you the chemo and miss, not get all of the cells, but kill off a lot of good cells, and then you, you're you jacked up anyway,
1: you turn,
2: know, turn. You, know um, you know, you can
1: You know what, until you just put it like that, bro, I never really knew how the whole chemo thing worked, but what you couldn't put, in, put in it like that, wow, now, yeah, now, now I does. understand how, how, how people go through chemo, but they say, the chemo didn't work. I'm like, well, how, how did it not work? That's what you went in for. So how yeah, did it
2: work? The, the darts didn't hit the right balloons. That's just how it goes. You know? Oh, So it's yeah. like closing your eyes and just throwing a bunch of them and hoping that you hit all of the right ones.
1: Yeah. Oh, know? wow.
2: So, so it's not an I answer. Chemo's not an answer. It's a help. What you have to do is you have to help that chemo. Your diet never, you know, they tell me, go eat some pork, eat some beef. I'm like, but well, these are carcinogens. Right. You know? Yeah, these are carcinogens. So why would you have me eating more carcinogens when I'm trying to fight cancer? For those who don't know what a carcinogen is, that those are things that cause cancer cells. So, you know, why would you eat more cancer if you're trying to lose the cancer? Because beef is cancer. You know, wow. um, bread is cancer. You know, anything starch is cancer. You know what I mean? Like sugar is cancer, especially white sugar and all that, all that stuff is cancer. You know, your body has cancer in it already. It's just that if your immune system gets low enough, the cancer can grow. It's just that simple. Exactly. If you're not fight if your body's not you know, fighting Curtis, hard enough, then it
0: can't so grow. Hey Curtis, I've been telling people for the last mm-hmm. five years that I believe they're trying to find a cure in the wrong place. They're trying to figure mm-hmm. out why the cells in our body go bad instead of right. trying to figure out why our immune system isn't strong enough to destroy the abnormal cell. Exactly. And
1: the reason
0: it's not strong enough is because we don't eat right. We
2: don't get don't enough sleep. Rest. We don't exercise. exercise. So we have the stress. The stress, and like I said, stress okay. is just really is really how you you know comes from rationality. You know, you know, you could take somebody, you could beat them every day, and they could be fine with it, and it won't even stress them out as long as they think that that's the normal thing and the right thing to do. You mm-hmm. know, what I'm saying? so it's all on how people rationalize with their everyday life. You know, some people are stress buttons. You know, every little thing they they stressed out about. You know, you ever see one of those people that just. They're always upset about something, even if, it's not, even if it's not even important. They just always have something to complain about. Those are the people that get sick the fastest. Right. Those are the people you even need to if it's away not from. situation, <laughs> even if it's not the
1: situation, they end up upset. Yeah, about
2: like you know, you know, they might come outside and say, "Damn, it's too nice today." Like, what do you mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like how, you know how do you say that? You know, I'm just saying, you know, people's way of looking at things affects how their body works.
1: You know and,
2: and, Yeah. It's <laughs> like they mad. You know what I mean? Like you know, people don't, you know, count their blessings and, and, and really just kinda look at life like, you know, extract the good from it, you know, because that's how you live longer. The people who smile the most look the longest. Right. On. That's just a fact. That's just a right. fact. The healthier people. Look at people who have babies at a young age and they stressed out and stuff like that, you don't notice by the time they're thirty they look old because it's like they have so much stress to deal with, and they're always mad and stuff. But if they're the type of person that can take everything in stride, they do a lot better.
1: Hey, you that's know? a good word, bro. <laughs> that's,
2: that's a good word right there. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, when you get upset, your body releases acid. Whatever you're uncomfortable, you get scared, anything like that, your body releases acid. It's just normal. That's what your body does. And then you get to – you ever notice when you're really mad? You ever get really mad, even when it's situation. You still feel a little funny. Your body don't even feel right. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you're shaking even. You're like, you can't stop shaking or stuff like that. It's because all that acid is released into your system. Now, whenever you, um, for example, whenever you um, get intimate with your spouse, you ever know how good you feel right after that? That, That's that's alkaline. That's alkaline all in your body, and it's, it's like a drug. You know what I'm saying? It's like... It's one of the things that a lot of men chase, you know, <laughs> and it's alkaline. It, 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 it makes you feel good. Everything feels good, you know. So you have to try to keep that alkaline in your system, you know, whether you have to pull yourself to do it or not. Alkaline, huh? <laughs> it, man. It's all about alkaline. Alkaline and green stuff. You know what I'm saying? We're well, we going to have to
0: have a show on what is alkaline.
2: Uh, alkaline yeah, and green stuff. Yeah, yeah. That, that that that's what it's all about. Think about it. alkaline and green stuff makes you happy. Green stuff with money, you know. Green stuff. You know what I'm saying? Alkaline, <laughs> alkaline mm-hmm. green stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it's about,
0: man. You know what I'm saying? Alkaline and green stuff come will
2: keep the dead. world going, man. Yeah, come you get there right. Alkaline alkaline green stuff. Come get there right. You know what mean?
1: Right.
2: Yeah, right. I mean? Yeah, man.
1: Get your body on so track, much.
2: man. Get you get you, get you leveled off.
1: Exactly, and hey, y'all, this, ain't, this this not gonna be the only show we have about this. We gonna have a we gonna have more. I, I heard you when you say we are gonna have to have a show about alkaline. We gonna, oh, yes.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, cause I, I can I can actually offer you a whole list of ingredients, man, that al- alkaline your body, and um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so forth. But you know, the the best alkaline for your body starts with your brain. So you know, as long as you keep yourself in a happy state of mind. You know, when I was sick, all I did was watch Comedy Channel because it was funny stuff. Like, so, you know, it kept me smiling and laughing. So it kept my mind as opposed to me watching a bunch of cop movies of people getting killed and everything and just, you know, all the sad stuff going on and, you know, that stuff, you know, all of that stuff works on you, even when you yeah, leave, you know? it does. It does. I I, 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 it. I I recommend everybody read that book, the
0: e-book, by um, Pastor Nathaniel Bronner because, mm-hmm. I mean, when yeah. I read it, it's a short read, it's only forty two pages. And when I Ooh, read it wow. I was like, Wow, every single thing I've been trying to argue about empowering somebody who's battling cancer is in this book. But it's just mm-hmm. he has some serious credentials behind him outside you know, the Bronner family, um, behind yeah. him and he's he's actually a, a world renowned chemist. Mm.
2: And so
0: not just a you know regular person, you know somebody little girl who got diagnosed with cancer that had this thought like, hey, what if I strengthen my immune system? You know, yes. instead of you giving I mean, me all these harsh drugs, how about mm-hmm. I just, you know, how about you know, because I'm if I got cancer soldiers and you know immune system soldiers, how about I strengthen my immune system soldiers instead of killing everybody? Yeah,
2: yeah because what happens is what happens is these drugs that are made to fight these cancers are owned by, you know, these large companies that have a lot of profit to make. And they, they charge right. a lot of money for these drugs. So, I mean, at the end of the day, for right. them it's business, you know. It's like, you know, right. we, we, we don't want them to know the natural way. When you speak, If you ever go to a doctor and you ask them about natural stuff, they'll they'll, they'll act like they don't know what the hell you're talking about. And they know what you're talking <laughs> about. Don't you know that when I finished my chemotherapy, my doctor sent one of the nurses to come and ask me for my regimen that I took? After they told yeah. me not to take it? She said she got a cousin that's yeah, sick they, and she want to know, hey,
1: hey, right? Hey, see, but, 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 hey, but see, but see, y'all, this, that goes that goes on, on to a deeper thing because we can't find we can't find the cure or give out the cure or the regimen for your bladder cancer mm-hmm. or your breast cancer or mm-hmm. your colon cancer because then that give away the regimen or the cure for. Lung cancer and throat cancer, which is created by the stuff you know, uh, but by, mm-hmm. by the tobacco and the stuff that they put in our diet to make a get cancer. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: if, if, if 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 I can't help, I, I can't help this, this thing over here because if I do, then that'll help the one over here that's really getting my my, my money because you know mm-hmm. they're really making money off, off, off the, the the lung and throat cancer and all of that that's caused by smoking. That's,
0: right. a that's, other, wait, wait a that's a whole other That needs to be a whole, whole show a whole in of itself. itself. <laughs> that's a whole
2: nother different one, but see that, but that brings us to where we are right here because
1: we can't get what we need for your breast cancer, and we can't get what we need for your bladder cancer, or we can't get what the brother need for the prostate cancer because they so caught up with the money and the financial part.
0: It all comes back. They're mm-hmm.
2: yeah, getting I the, 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 the kickback. They're getting a kickback
1: from you know the full circle coming around. We literally yeah, it
2: It's really that? bad here, man. If you look at the stats, it's really bad. America get more cancer than anybody. Right. they you know, Mexico. No, wait Mexico's got worse health care they than, than us and worse everything than us, and their cancer rate is half of ours. Both figures.
0: They you don't mean? even treat, They don't treat cancer outside the United States the same way they do as they the way they do
2: here. I know. In
0: the rest of the world cancer is treated differently. You know, there's other options than what we have here. But I put a message on Facebook one day, I said, what what would the world be like, you know, or what would America be like if a cure was found?
2: How many people people.
1: would be unemployed?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it'd be a lot of people and there'd be a lot of people not.
1: Be a home That's to unemployed
2: people. You got that right. Yeah. Um. I mean, look um, at it, man. You know, cancer is like the number one killer, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Some form of cancer. Yeah. Cancer okay, When well, you add, add them, you them
0: all
1: together, together. Yeah. 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 So when, I mean, when you put it all, if you, if you put the list together, the 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 breast and the, and the colon and the, all of that, yeah, if you put all that
2: together, yeah, Number one. Yeah. Cancer. So so I mean, you know, you have to look at it like. You know, some people. What, what, what the next person calls a, a problem, the next person might call population control. They have so many different ways of trying to phrase it. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like the AIDS in Africa. You know what I'm saying? Population control. They're not. It's not about anything other than trying to keep the numbers down. You know, they they know what to do to stop it. They're just not going to do it because they, you know, they're a part of facilitating it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know what I'm talking about. So I'm just saying, you know, at the end of the day, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's just, it's just, you know everybody's sick, twisted way of putting it and rationalizing it to themselves self so they can live with themselves, self, you know. But the bottom line is if, if, the, if the kill hits the streets, then, you know, the game, the jig is up, you know what I'm saying? So, And the jig is great for them. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's right. like we're not going to allow the jig to be up, you know what I mean? We're going to keep it going. And if there's for, for any reason that somebody happens to be a smart ass that comes out and puts the word out there and let everybody know how to kill this stuff, then we're just going to come out with the next one that we got waiting. Wow Wow. (laughs) You know what I'm
0: saying
2: (laughs) You know what I'm saying It was polio at one point It was this at this point It was that at this point You know what I mean Cancer's got a long ride Because so many different kinds of cancer And you know for each type of cancer They come up with a whole different regimen And a whole different um, recipe of drugs that you have to use So now there's so many different cancer drugs That people don't even realize That you know it's all the same basic concept You know what I mean um, if, if there's not enough oxygen going to a certain place and there's, there's too many um, um, toxins going to a certain place, the cells are going to start to grow malignant. you know. So once you clean out the body, then the cells won't do that. You know, so it's just a matter of, you know, people keeping their body clean and alkaline and drinking enough water. You know what I'm saying? And you, you should drink 50% of your body weight in water every day. So if you weigh 170, you should be drinking 85 um, ounces of water every day at least. Wow. And, and that's one thing that, you know, that, that human people got to start doing. You know, how much you worth, Shavette? About that. <laughs> About one yeah. two, one, two. You think you drank 85 ounces of water today? I,
1: I just said, I'm guilty. I know I don't. So I, I, did, I need to step my, because I, I, already, I already knew I needed to, but now you gave me a figure. So, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I, I got something to work on daily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I mean, you know,
0: I, if you look at I used to not do it, but now I have to get my water in.
1: Yeah, I'm oh, telling my. you, that's the, that's the
2: that's the most important thing. Honestly, that's the most important thing. The water is what's going to keep all the toxins moving out your body. You got to keep flushing your kidneys, your liver, your skin, everything. You know, it all makes a difference. Um, speaking of that, hey Mary, did you um, how those products working out for your skin? Yeah.
0: Wonderful, wonderful! I need some more. Oh my God! I gotta send mm. you a picture. <laughs> we, we we done
2: found
0: we done found something else we can use exotics for. Mm,
2: mm. yeah. That's that's another show. But I'm glad you love that's it. That's another show. <laughs> mm-hmm. hey,
1: hey, 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 hey yeah, Curtis! I'm gonna call you when we get off here because I need to order me some. I, I need me some Jamila. Uh, I need a case case of toothpaste. Yeah. You, you see how they get come to the show, so I need to, I'm going to call you when
2: we get up off (laughs) here. All right, that's what's up, man, but my phone will be on, man, Um, you know, I'm going to let y'all go ahead and finish, I don't want to hog up the line or anything, but Mary, was a pleasure speaking to you, you know, I've been in Australia for the last month, and I just got back like two days ago, so I'm back in the country, so you can reach me if you need me, and um, I'll be on tour with Diddy um, starting on Wednesday till the 24th, and then from the 27th. I'll be on tour with Usher till June, but I'll be in the country. So if y'all need me, just holler at me.
0: Can I? Can, hey, can we kidding. try to get one of them to agree to come to Columbus and do a concert to raise some money to help some people?
2: I, I can't say that right now. <laughs> I really can't. Right. I, I wish I, I could. Just, I, just <laughs> I wish I could, but I cannot speak for them again. Well,
0: no, no. I'm, yeah, I'm just putting I, it out there. You know, you 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 had a conversation. If if God opens up the door for you to be able I, to put I, it out I,
1: there. <laughs> it is. Hey, there it is. Hey, Mary. Hey, Mary. You, you just put it out there, so we we gonna we gonna
0: let
2: that see uh, uh mature a little bit. We you, you already yeah. put it out there. You know how it is. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Cool. <laughs> well, I'm um it's in the air. I mean, I I will. You know, I'm I'm sure they get approached by different organizations all the time, and you know, and and, and the sad part about it is just that, you know, in 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 the case of people on that level of entertainment. Being that they get approached by so many people for so many things, they usually tend to move when there's money involved, and that's the sad part for us, you know?
1: Mm. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly.
2: But that's the, the actual truth of the matter without me sugarcoating it, you know?
0: I understand. Exactly.
2: So, so we can find a way to put together the resources that will get them to say, okay, then um, I, I can have that conversation. But until then, they're going to look at me like, come on, fam. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, i i Hey, let's do. It. Yeah. Hey, y'all. Hey, 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 y'all but you know what? Hey, it's ten. I appreciate both of y'all. I, I I appreciate both of y'all for taking your time out. I know if both of y'all moving and shaking, Mary. you got to get a little man together and get it. You hey. got to come here. and I caught him, get and 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 and, and
2: and 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 Kurt.
1: And Kurt, you got to get the rest. So y'all, uh-huh. we go. We go. We go. We go. in this End this. This. this into the Barber's Zone blog talk show for right now, but believe me, definitely this is not the last show we're going to have about making a positive impact on individuals that are suffering from cancer as exactly. they go through. As they go through. So, y'all, yeah, be sure to check out BarberZone.org so you can know what's going on in this big All right. Okay by my man Curtis Smith, and y'all, be a blessing in somebody else's life because you never know when you're going to need that blessing to come right back to you. So this your man, your man, Bowman, signing off from the Barber's Own Blog Talk Radio Show into the Barber's Own. Check us out on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Y'all, until next week at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I say Barber love to you, man.
2: Barber love, baby. We're going to we holler at you tomorrow son.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, Mary. Uh, thank yes. you. Th- th- thank you, Mary. Thank you, Mary. And thank you, Mary, again. Let's make that movement happen, y'all. you yeah. See y'all next week. All right, See though. All right. All